You are listening to episode three of the Memoir Method podcast, the place for writers, readers, and anyone who appreciates the collective power of our stories. In this podcast, we explore the impact of memoir alongside an examination of writing techniques and strategies used in the genre. Whether you're an aspiring writer looking for inspiration and guidance, or a passionate reader seeking meaningful connections through shared experiences, the Memoir Method podcast is your go-to conversation spot. I'm your host, Charlotte, editor, writer, and the heart behind Bookish Edits. And today we are pivoting from what we had planned and talking about what I really mean when I say that your story matters. Let's get started. So if you've listened to episodes one and two, I have referenced episode three as the first episode that you will be able to meet my co-host, Ginny. She's going to be coming on a bit to help us work through the quarterly memoirs that we'll be reading together. I'm really excited for you to meet her. We have planned to record this episode at least three times, maybe four, um, and she got COVID. So <laughs> COVID struck, and every time we have tried to schedule this recording since, um, her voice has been has been out. So that's what COVID does. I've been there. And so we pivot. I promise that that episode will be coming soon. I'm really excited for it. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with Jenny. We haven't really had it before. So it's going to be fresh. And I'm so excited. So hopefully that will be coming soon. So our episode three, instead of being a conversation with Ginny about From the Ashes, is going to be about what I really mean when I say that your story matters. If you've been around this space at all, um, on Instagram, in my emails, anything, you will be familiar with this phrase, your story matters. And you will probably hear it a lot throughout this podcast. So where this came from was uh, several years ago. This was around the same time that I started Bookish Edits as a business. And I was in the middle of something uh, pretty intense in my personal life. And I was impacted. Um, and I kept kind of brushing off my experience with it. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's, it's fine. It's not that bad. I was deflecting like crazy. And within a couple days, I had at least two different people approach me and say, Charlotte, like what happened to you matters. Like you don't need to downplay this. It it matters. So you can you can take it seriously. And that really opened my eyes to the reality that every one of us has a story that matters. And um, and I've seen this play out beyond that experience. Um, several years ago, I had a really intense uh, bout of postpartum anxiety, and it was really dark. And as I came out of that, for, first off, I was able to recognize what was going on with me because someone else had shared their story with me. But as I shared my experiences with mental health and caring for my mental health and recognizing how to find support, I had so many people reach out to me in over months and years 
of sharing about my mental health. I cannot tell you how many people, both in my real life and online, have reached out to tell me how much they appreciate my openness about this and my sharing my own experience with postpartum mental health. So that one story alone has been making connections with people for years and that they're really important connections. Here's what I've learned. Vulnerability and trust are always going to lead to connection. When we can be vulnerable about our experiences and trust our audience to to hold that with us, we will always find connection every single time. So when I say that your story matters, I mean two things. First, whatever experience you have or story you carry has inherent value because you have inherent value. If you never, if you listen to this and aren't really a writer and really don't want to write, that's totally fine. Whatever your story is, whether or not you write it matters and has value because you matter and have value. And second, if you want to write your story, you can write your story. I've gotten pushback on this concept a little bit. And so I want to go into this and I'm sure that I'm going to go into it even deeper in future episodes. So the publishing industry is is defined by gatekeeping. I love the publishing industry. I think it's fascinating. I love I love working in this space. And there's also a lot of hoops and and gates for writers to to cross and it can feel very exclusive sometimes. As an example of some of this gatekeeping for traditional publishing, you have to have an agent. You have to uh, go through different submissions processes and uh, write queries and make up book proposals. There's a lot you have to do to even get in the door in a publishing house. And there are so many hoops. And I am not even saying that they're all bad. I think that these going through all these different hoops does prove the commitment of a writer. I don't think that it necessarily proves their skill as a writer. There's so many skilled writers who who don't go through the traditional publishing process. And I mean, there are writers who have been published and who've written things that I don't find particularly high quality writing. And that is fine as well. So the publishing industry is what it is. I do think that those writing hoops do show that a writer is dedicated to their craft into the process and that is valuable but it can also be exclusionary and then even once you're in a publishing house and have a contract uh, you have to deal with marketing and sales Um, in publishing we often talk about market saturation and market appeal that is something that i help writers address because it it matters especially if you're seeking publication you need to know who your audience is and how to write for them so that element does matter but it can't be at least from my end as an editor, it can't be the only driving force behind what gets published and what doesn't, or what decides the value of a story. I feel like the sellability of a story is different from the value of a story. And we go into that a lot when I work with writers one-on-one in my memoir method live program. And I'm sure we're going to go into that more throughout these podcast episodes. And so here's the thing. Stories should not be gatekept. I approach my editing and writing through the lens of connection. That connection 
of a story, it might be far reaching. It could go through the traditional publishing route and jump up to best selling lists and really have a far reaching impact. That connection might also be smaller. And both of those are equally valid and wonderful. Um, the connections that we have with each other matter. And we make those connections through our stories. So traditional publishing has a process, has a role, has a way of vetting their stories and because it's a business. But these big publishing houses, they are not the end-all be-all of the stories that deserve to be in the world. Traditional publishing is not the only way to go about getting your story out there. And just because you are having a hard time finding a traditional publishing contract does not mean that your story isn't important or doesn't have value. And when I say that anyone who wants to write can write, I mean just that. Writing is a skill that can be learned. And honestly, people who aren't writers are not going to want to write anyway. I, I've had a pushback on this that you may have seen some of my ads for my free workbook, uh, Time to Write, and I've had comments on them by saying from people saying, well, writing is just innate. Like you can't learn how to do it, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you have uh, college university programs devoted to teaching people how to write well. And so like, that's ridiculous. And I can go into that another time. But I, I truly believe that if you want to write, you can learn how to write. Some people are going to be have a natural skill and talent for that. And some people are going to come in needing to learn more. And that's fine because writing is a skill that can be learned. And I'm not saying that every writer is going to land a traditional publishing contract or will be a best-selling author. I don't promise that. Again, the publishing industry is a whole beast unto itself. And I don't think that the publishing industry, the traditional publishing industry, has the right to, to tell us whether or not we are allowed to, to write our stories. But I'm not saying that every writer is going to, to publish traditionally or be a best-selling author or even make a career as a writer. I don't feel like that should be the point of writing your memoir. The point of writing your memoir should be connection. And so I am saying that any writer can write and produce a book that will connect with their readers. I am saying that I can help you find the core message of your story and write that in a compelling and authentic way. Going back to the publishing industry real quick, independent publishing has made huge strides and I hope to learn more about that process so that I can share it with you and empower you to make the best publishing decisions for your story. Independent publishing is a valid and exciting way to produce a book. And when you write from a point of wanting to connect, instead of wanting to either make money or get or be well known or have your name be be out there, writing from a point of connection is going to have more impact and be more satisfying for you. When you can remove your ego from thinking that a story has to be good enough to be published or that the only real way to publish is traditionally, you open your story and yourself as a writer to the possibilities available to connect. The ability that we have to write and then share our stories with each other is 
so much more vast and exciting and accessible than it ever used to be. And it's really, it's really exciting. And I love working with writers on their stories and seeing them become more convicted in the value of their story and more able to see the power of connection that their stories have. Every writer I work with, whether that's one-on-one or through my group program, I see this light click on and they are able to see their story as an editor can see it, as a writer can see it, and they start to treat it seriously as a way to connect with the right readers. I am not saying that it is wrong to want to be published. That is a dream for so many writers, myself included, for a traditional publishing route. That dream is valid and exciting and okay. Don't allow that dream to become a gate for you or a roadblock. Let it be a guidepost and um, a, a way to orient yourself as you're writing and going through the publishing process. And don't let that dream subvert the purpose of your writing. There's a difference between the purpose of writing and the dream of what can happen with that writing. And the dream to be published, that goal, it's so exciting and it's so fun. I would hate for any writer who has that dream, which I would say is most writers have the dream to be published. Don't let that cloud out the purpose of your story and the purpose of your writing. I hope that this, uh, these few minutes have, have been able to give you a better insight into how I come at stories and editing and memoir specifically. And I hope that it's gotten you thinking about your story and your writing and how you are able to show up for yourself as a writer. And this is just the beginning. This podcast is just the beginning of so many wonderful conversations that I know we're going to be having together. Quick housekeeping. Uh, I will, this podcast is new and I would love it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, you can head to my Instagram page to enter a giveaway for our first quarterly read. That uh, book is From the Ashes by Jesse Thistle. Then you can find me on Instagram at charlotte.edits.books. I'm also conducting a market research survey this week. And if you have 90 seconds, I would love it if you could fill out this form. It's going to be so fast and it's going to help me create content and um, offers that are what you actually need as a writer. I am starting to form an offer for the fall for writers uh, in November. I'm really excited about it, but I don't actually know what it's going to be yet. And I need your help in figuring that out. So you can head to the link in the show notes for that. I would really appreciate it if you could fill it out. The show notes and anything else mentioned in this episode can be found at bookishedits.com slash podcast slash three. You've just listened to episode three of the Memoir Method podcast. The Memoir Method podcast is presented by Bookish Edits. If you like what you heard, the best way to support the show is to subscribe through your preferred podcast player. And if you're feeling especially inspired, I'd love it if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leaving a review really does help other readers and writers like yourself find the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time. And remember that you have a story that matters.